Welcome to episode 67 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam C. McKinnon, and joined, as I often am, by my co-host, Jim Passon Jr. Jim? Occasionally am anymore. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a long time. It's been a few weeks. Uh, how you doing, Adam? I'm hanging in there, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Nice. Um, you're saying it's episode 67. I think the last time I was on here was like episode, like, I don't know. 64 or something like something that, like that something like but, that uh, but if uh if we're talking 67 then i've got a little bit of a trivia for for you and our guest if if, if tony wants to take a shot at this too um the record for the most doubles in a season is 67 did you know that no, I, I would have thought it would be higher for some reason. I don't even think – I thought it would be lower, right? I think it's a little bit ridiculous, 67 in a season. And it actually happened back uh, a little bit ago, back before we were playing 162. So um, do you know who holds that record? I think I do. But Tony, uh, if you have a hunch on this, I'll let, I'll, I, will, I will be a gentleman and let the guests go first. I have no clue. I'm going to say it's DiMaggio. Uh, it would be not DiMaggio and not near that famous, but, um, I mean, the one thing you could expect that it's probably going to be somebody in Fenway park. Right. Okay. So, uh, but the answer is actually, uh, Earl Webb, uh, who did it in, uh, 1931 with the Red Sox. Earl Webb. That's a (laughs) deep cut. That's a deep cut. Yeah. That's even before my time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just a little bit ahead of me too. So yeah, no, it's just, I thought that was weird. I think the number's huge. I think seeing 67 doubles in the season is kind of bonkers. And then to get it from a guy that ended up only getting like 661 hits, I think in his entire career. So yeah, I hope for 10% of his hits that year or for his career, came that year as doubles so but that's that's Fenway for you that's uh that's the that's the Jonathan Lucroy career path right there well um, <laughs> exactly so so Evan, so this is our 67th episode and we welcome to it uh, a, a web developer by day a trash can logger by night his work <laughs> on the 2017 Astros cheating scandal earned him a saber award for contemporary baseball analysis this year Tony Adams Tony thanks for coming on man Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. It almost earned him a ticket out of the Astros fan club, though, at the same time, didn't it? <laughs> That's uh, true. You know, I was actually expecting it to be uh, uh, some negative responses, but for the most part, it was very positive. You it know, was very surprising. I wanted to. So the, here's the thing is that our listener base has a pretty wide spectrum uh, of baseball involvement. And uh, so most people listening are know of your work or at least know of what's going on, but could you tell us uh, at a high level, you know, the work about the work you did for the Astro sign stealing scandal for those who may not be as familiar with it. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, you know, uh, they Astros stole signs in 2017 by banging on a trash can. We're not breaking news here. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, um, one of the things that, uh, was the question when, when after the athletic report came out is who was involved and how long it went on. So one of the things I wanted to try to find out was uh, when did it start? So I figured out that I could, I wrote an app that allowed me to, to uh, look at each pitch. Uh, and then I could listen for any bangs and log that into a database and then jump to the next pitch. So that's basically what I did. 
8,200 pitches I listened to and logged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's got to be a point like 100 pitches into that. You're like, no, well, no, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I was a web de- I'm a web developer and I was actually, it started out as kind of like a fun web development project. It's like, oh, wow, this is fun. How could I actually sync up the data with the video and then, you know, kind of jump between pitches and, and do all this stuff and create the spectrograms. And, and that was kind of fun. And then, I had to get into the long, <laughs> long, uh, 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 trying times of, of listening to all the pitches. And I didn't actually do a count of all the pitches before I started. I should have. It was probably, it, it, maybe it was a good thing because then you don't have to like stare down this daunting number at the end. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it just, it just keeps going. <laughs> but you know, the app actually made it very efficient. Like I said, I could jump to, to like eight seconds before the pitch because that's when uh, the sign would have been given and there would have been a bang. And then when I hear a, a bang, I could mark whether or not there was a bang or not, and then say, okay, and jump to the next pitch. So I didn't have to watch the entire game. And so it was, it was maybe 10 seconds per pitch. And if you do the math, it ends up being about 30, 35 hours, you know, plus development time and some, some other time, just making sure that I was accurate and, and, uh, going back and listen, re-listening stuff. So it, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's it seems like a lot of time and, and it was, and, and, uh, uh and it really helps that I have no life. So. <laughs> that's that's all of us. See, you that's just actually a key point that a lot of people don't get. You you just actually, have I'm something. Sure they guess that one, but <laughs> you just you just have something to show for it. See, the rest of us, we just make goofy podcasts and that we post once a week. See, you have an award to show for it. Oh well, yeah, that's that that was actually unexpected too. The whole you know reception of it all was was very odd, and just being kind of tied into the whole scandal has been kind of a unusual journey and not something I really truly expected. I expected some notoriety or some, some questions, but I didn't expect to be, you know, um, you know, over a year later, talking to people like you about it. So. <laughs> yeah, if you've re- if you've reached talking to us about it, something has gone wildly out of control. <laughs> yeah. And, and for, uh, you know, my year was starting out very weird because of this, and then the pandemic happened, and the whole thing just it was like the world's gone off the rails. You know, right? My life is just. Uh, I, you know, and I was uh, uh, displaced by Harvey and back in 2017, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I joked that I'm on like my fifth new normal since Hurricane Harvey. Right, it's, it's just, like I the, just cannot quite get situated. Right, and then you had a nice storm to throw into all of that just this past year to kind of like accentuate <laughs> yeah, yeah. all that. It was, it's it, a very weird. It's know, truly period. a daunting. I mean, you really sort of found yourself on the precipice of a really cultural culturally shifting event in, in the game, because, you know, I can't, I mean, in all of my baseball viewing life, you, you think back, this is going to be, I I joked with my wife at one point who, who's not an avid baseball follower. Uh, when she asked me, she said something came up in, you know, one of her, um, headlines, she reads like, you know, really important, like newsworthy things. (laughs) And it somehow weaseled its way into her feed. And I, and she asked me about it and I said, you know, the best way I can describe it is when Ken Burns does eventually make the next inning, this will make its way in there. And so you kind of found yourself into that. And I, you know, it's kind of been a whirlwind and things of that nature, but I, I think the, the baseball world in a sense owes a a real gratitude to the work that you did on this because there is such a thing with all the sensationalism that came along with this and the both responsible and irresponsibility that came along with this as well. Uh, it, it really did add a objective, 
a way to quantify something like this. So I just, I wanted to make sure I got, I got my piece out there and Jim, I, I know you've got some stuff, but I, I wanted to get that, that piece out there right now in terms of my gratitude towards your work. Yeah, it's uh, the, yeah, same thing, right? I'm I'm a, I'm on the same page there. It's uh, the amount of effort that was taken. I mean, you might downplay it into 35, 36 hours <laughs> worth of work, right? But um, to to go and and gather that information, log it in the manner you did, put it on a website for those that are listening. And it's what www.signstealingscandal.com. Uh, um, <laughs> you've got the video, you've got the sound pulled out. I mean, it's, it's just an unbelievable <laughs> setup that you're, you're lowly 35, 36 hours. Hit. I, I mean, I lose 35, 36 hours staring at stats and then I don't even write anything down or tweet about it. I just lose the time right all together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there's just the documentation of it and the presentation of it and everything else has made it just so accessible for just, the average baseball fan, no matter if we like a different team or if we just like baseball in general. So uh, uh, well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that from both of y'all. And uh, it was actually about 60 hours with all the development. So, <laughs> all there right. we go, Tony. We're coaxing <laughs> it out of you here. Because I don't think I could even watch it all or listen to it all in 36 hours. It's so much. It's uh, it, plus pitches. If you see how the app works, it, it, it that to me was 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 I think what made it the big difference is I actually looked at it as kind of a, an application problem, a problem, you know, how do I, how do I actually efficiently, you know, listen to all these pitches. And I think other people might've been looking at more of a statistics issue or coming from a statistics world, you know, where I'm kind of a application problem solver, you know, type of developer. Uh, so um, for me, that was the fun part of it too, was the developing the app. The actual listening yeah. to the bangs got a little old after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, so you're so the next app that you got that's probably for taking a and listening in on how sticky fingers are, are on the baseball right. when it comes Actually, off. I've started, I've started looking at patterns for pitchers. Yep. The <laughs> <Go pick. laughs> that makes so, sense. So, uh, but uh, I, again, I appreciate the uh, uh, the uh, what, what y'all said about that, and um, you know, I really. Uh, was trying to push back on all the uh, kind of the sensationalism and the, the the people that were just making stuff up and are looking at just a little bit of a of a data set and, and drawing conclusions. I really was trying to push back on a lot of the sensationalism and the people that were kind of uh, trying to be the next John Boy by picking up little bits of of stuff. And then I wanted Jim, to you back. heard him. Tony Tony said his name first. I didn't say it first. <laughs> No, it, 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 but he makes an outstanding point, right? Because of how many people were just grabbing something, right? And right. Uh, and then running with it, like, this is what's happening all the right, way right. through and through. Here's four it, pitches and, where we, I hear something, or here's four pitches where somebody looked at, you know, and you can't really look at it that way. Yeah, and uh, he had a I home was, run or, you know, exactly. or got a double down the line with the exactly. bases loaded, right? And then, right. boom, conclu conclusion drawn versus, right, right. yeah. You know, and then people would the say, info. well, they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, which they probably didn't. But that doesn't mean you have to ignore all the evidence. And, yeah. uh, you know, I really was trying to show, uh, trying to put it all together, get a comprehensive uh, data set. And I also wanted to make sure that the data was available for uh, all the great baseball analytics people so that they could take a look at it and made sure that it tied back to the StatCast data and, you know, that it was easily usable by them to uh, analyze uh, whatever they wanted to analyze, if it was, you know, um, how efficient it was or, or, you know, how effective it was or 
yeah. um, you know, could I wanted to make sure that it was it was a pure data set that, that, that could be used by an analyst. So can I ask you, Tony, how much of this is the how much of this project when you undertook it was a and forgive the, the broad terms, a uh, passion project to defend the home team because you are an Astros fan. Uh, and how much of this became a sort of like almost a, a when it involved into almost like a journalistic in, endeavor, you know what I mean? At least that's how I, when I first saw it, that's initially how I took it. I was like, this is an, ob, an object, uh, objective voice in a right. lot of this. And, and how do you presently, as you went through this, did this change your perception on how you felt as a fan about how all of this went down? Uh, okay. So I wasn't really trying to defend the Astros or I wasn't looking for any particular conclusion. Sure, Actually, yeah. uh, but when I first started, my brother, you know, asked me if I was trying to, uh, exonerate anybody or the Astros. And I really, you know, I said, I just want to know the truth. And, uh, he actually sent me back a quote from the planet of the apes. Uh, he said, you know, be careful, Taylor. You may not like what you find, which was when <laughs> how Charlton prescient was just going to go down the uh, down the uh, the uh, the beach at the end, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and actually sending back a, a, a of Charlton Heston on the beach and replaced the Statue of Liberty with a bobblehead of an Astro. <laughs> 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 Love it. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, you know, I really just wanted to know whatever the truth was, you know, because there was so much, um, uh, like I said, speculation. And, you know, sunlight is, is you know, it, it it's a cleansing. It, it, you know, it's a disinfectant. And we just, you know, in the way MLB was handling it, the way the Astros were handling it, we just weren't getting very much real information. So I really just wanted to get that out there. So, uh, you know, um, and I really knew that I had to uh, be, comprehensive with it and be as open about it and make sure that like when I did publish the data that I had everything out there so that everybody could verify it and look at it. You know, like you said, there was 8,200 audio files on the website. There's a spectrogram for every file. There's a link from every pitch to the the video on YouTube. I wanted to make sure that uh, uh, people didn't just take my word for it, that they could actually, you know, go and spot check or download it all and then, and look at it themselves. So, um, uh, so that was very important to me too, to make sure that, 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 that it was comprehensive, that I was exact as possible. If I aired, I probably aired in the direction of sure. <laughs> logging more noises that probably weren't bangs than, than, than were. So, um, uh, and so how does that, how does that, fe- how does that affect how you feel did, did it affect at all how you felt about the, the, the 2017 title and the prominence of those teams? You know, it did. Uh, and uh, partly, be, you know, because it was just so absurd what they were doing. You know, they would be up 10 runs in the seventh inning or eighth inning, and they're still banging on that trash can. And you're like, come on, guys, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, it was just it just seemed like a, a silly process that they would go through. Uh, I also, you know, before the season started, I thought they had a really great chance of winning the World Series. It was a really good team. Sports and Illustrated told- foretold of it. <laughs> right. I actually told my wife, you know, before the season started that I think they could win the World Series. And as an Astros fan, you never say that. <laughs> you don't say that. You know, that's the first time I've ever said it since I was, you know, crushed as a kid when I was 13 years old, you know, by their, their, their you know, one of their, their, their heart, heartbreaking losses. 
I think it might have been the Phillies or the Mets at that point. But uh, um, so uh, you know, the whole thing was uh, kind of disappointing that 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 the uh, the way they did it and uh, the fact that that they probably didn't need to do it. But, and um, but yeah, so it did affect my feelings. I think you know, I've always told people that's kind of like when a family member hurts. You know, you have a, a fight with them it's my team and it's always going to be my team, just like a family member. And if they upset you and you, you know, they do something that, that you don't like, you have to deal with it. You know, you have to move forward with it. And uh, so eventually, you know, time heals and um, uh, you just have to kind of uh, work your way through it. You can't just not be a fan anymore because it's <laughs> right. It wouldn't make sense either because, you know, I've told people that it was my team before, these, these players were on the team and it will be my team a long time afterwards. And even before the owner owned the team, you know, it was my team. So I, I don't see, you know, uh, dumping my team because of what some players have done, because frankly, you could look at just about any team and there were some incidences that, you know, you could say, well, why would I want to be a fan of that team? But that's just not how it works. You know? Yeah. That's my, that's my 2021 so far being a Braves fan. But <laughs> and after, and after you gathered all that data and you got to see how many times it was working with each player, right? Cause I mean, right, you were right. logging between Bregman and, right. and Alvarez and everybody else. Um, now that you know how many, uh, uh, each person was getting, um, how how did you get back to being the fan of somebody like Alex Bregman? Right? I mean, well, you, you know, have to forgive, but you can't yeah, really you know, forget. I, it, it, it's he, they made mistakes, you know, and uh, I don't think I will look at them the same way ever again. But it's not it's not like you know, um, uh, it's not a mortal crime what they did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they cheated at baseball, and frankly, you know, there's a lot of cheating in, in, in baseball. And uh, 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 and this might be one of the worst examples. I'm not sure that they uh, they thought that at the time. I think that that uh, so you know it, it's um, it's difficult you know as a fan with the same players, some of the same players on the team. But uh, 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 I'm not sure how how to explain it. You know, like I said, it's a lot like family. I mean, at some point you gotta. You well, just got to kind of say, okay, you know, just don't do it again. Or I'm not even relate that. That's not, that's too simplistic. Well, think, it, it's hard because you, you, you know, that in some point, like the, the team means more to you. Like you said, you were an Astros fan before. Um, I mean, shoot, you were an Astros fan before any of these guys showed up. Right. Right. And going you know, back to, 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 to J.R. Richard days before even Nolan Ryan was an asterisk. Exactly. You go back to Joe Morgan, right? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where I don't, uh, I completely understand, you know, like kind of trying to divorce yourself, the temporary from the, the permanent. Right. And that's, that's hard to do, especially, and Jim, we've talked, we talked about this uh, leading up to the show with the vitriol that, that comes down from other sports, sports fans, right? Jim, you were talking about this, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the thing that I really want to know. Um, how you might think? Um, how does it end? Let's say when I when I say how does it end, I mean how does how does it end for? 
I'm a Yankees fan, right? I mean, yeah. I, I'm 43 years old. So for 43 years, uh, I mean, I've been a, a fan of the team that's the most hated team in baseball. Well, I guess 39, <laughs> right? Because now it's the Astros, right? Um, how do we get people to not hate the Astros again? Because I, I, it's kind of ridiculous to me, the... I, I can't even it's over, remember the, the, the response is over the top. It doesn't it, it doesn't fit the crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, there's a one account that went just bonkers like overnight. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's, it's the shame tour store. account. It's the shame tour account. I bet. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I can't think of anything more garbage. The only thing that I, I mean, these are people that obviously they obviously don't even like baseball. Right, right. They're only no, it, it basically replaced uh, baseball as as the, as as the national pastime was hating the Astros for, for a good period of time. <laughs> right. You know, it really was more important, I think, to people than the actual game for a while. And it, it, it part of that is just I think the times that we're in, uh, you know, with the social media, and then we had the pandemic. You know, and people were just kind of obsessing about every little thing and and had too much time on their hands to, yeah. uh, I mean, what, and then this is no excuse for what they did because what they did was, was wrong. I mean, it was, um, um, you know, uh, something that, 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 sh- that people shouldn't just excuse. Um, but, you know, even like the, uh, you know, the F Altuve chance, they just, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they had one left tonight at the Yankees game. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even the playing the Astros. <laughs> And, you know, and Altuve is one of the ones that, that the data shows didn't actually participate, you know, and um, uh, so uh, it, it, it's just it's just it's all a little odd. So as far as it actually ending, I'm not sure it's really going to ever quite end. I think a lot of people just this is what they're going to that's this is what it's. It's, it's tough with today's age with media where it's at, uh, where right. fa- fake news exists right. all over. No, the no, place, no. A lot right? of false narratives got got put out there, and you know, once these things get out there, they're so hard to counter counteract. Yeah. Wait, you, you mean know, it, to, wait, guys? You mean to tell me that social media <laughs> lacks nuance? <laughs> guys, Just a smidge. guys. I mean, but you on. know, th- th- there's a saying from 1800s that. That you know, the, a lie is halfway around the world before the truth puts on its shoes. It's, so it's, this really isn't nothing new. It's just how quickly and how widespread the lies get around the world. Uh, and um, um, so it, it, it's uh, and and again, not everything about what's what happened with the Astros was 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 was, was untrue. So obviously, true. You know, the, well, there, there's always a what do, what do they say? A good lie has a grain of truth. And I, I think maybe that's I don't I don't know if anyone said that I just made that up. If anyone else has heard of it, uh, I want credit for it. But the, so my question is, and and Jim, yet another thing we were talking about. You know, we we've seen this. I, I almost see the reaction and the sort of fallout from a lot of this as a sort of litmus test for how we how we deal nowadays with with i mean for lack of a better word with scandal in the game you know we look i mean in the 90s or in the early 2000s it was like the Mitchell report right we had to get congress and it was a big involved thing now that's pre twitter and all that stuff now we're in the modern era and now we look at the latest uh, embroilment in uh, in the game, and that is uh, that which sticks. Uh, Jim, what were you what were you saying about that? You were mentioned to me earlier. Yeah, I mean, we got the sticky stuff scandal now, right? Um, I, I guess, right? I, I I I see it as probably worse than the sign ceiling scandal to an extent. 
um, as an image on baseball in general, right? I I get where there's people trying to cheat to, to make a victory, right? And, and one team doing it maybe more than anybody else or to an extent higher than everybody else and that achieved it and it got there. It sucks and everything else. But right now, uh, I mean, everybody's doing this illegal activity. And I mean, right. by everybody, I, I mean, I don't know if there isn't anybody. I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm everybody. sure there are, there are certain pitches that aren't. And, uh, you know, I think one of the differences is, is, is that is so widespread that the competitive balance between teams teams hasn't been affected too much. I mean, there are obviously teams that are probably doing it more than others, and that is affecting the competitive balance. What the competitive balance it is affecting is the balance between pitcher and hitter. And uh, um, and I think that that's where baseball finally said, you know, we like hitting. We don't like, you know, uh, people striking out a lot. <laughs> and uh, so we got to fix this, which is, you know, seems to be the wrong reason to fix something. Because right. you don't like the actual outcome. If somebody's breaking the rules, you should probably fix that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do, you, do you think that this is basically equal? Uh, I, I think that as, as far as an effect on the actual game, that, that, the, that the, the, the science institute scandal doesn't approach even it's not even the same league, basically, as, as what the effect on the game that, that, that the, uh, the foreign substances have had. Uh, you know, but some people will say that, and, and this might, that well, the Astros being the only team that was actually going to this level with science dealing adjusted the uh, competitive balance and that they won the World Series with it. Of course, we can't say for sure that it it changed the outcome. We can, you know because um, nobody can. You just can't know right. that. Yeah. Uh, no. Just like we can't know. <laughs> just like we can't know if any particular pitcher using a foreign substance changed the outcome of of of, of, of a. Of a um, of a world series or, or, or a Cy Young award. Or Cy Young award. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we just can't know. So, uh, uh, and you know, the studies that have been done on the science dealing have shown that well, most of them have shown that, that, uh, the actual effects weren't as great as people think, partly because, you know, people think, well, if I knew every pitch that was coming, I could hit a home run each time. Well, that's actually not true. But and also, they didn't know every pitch that was coming. Yeah, people who never played baseball say things like that. <laughs> that's right. I mean, there are pitchers that basically have one pitch, so the, the batter knows what's coming. Yeah, and, Lance you know. Lynn, it's a fastball. <laughs> I, I, right. I I don't even have an analytic like Mike Petriello should be talking to me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you know, it, 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 it's. Uh, I think people over overestimate uh, the how um, effective the science dealing was. Um, but we do have data on how effective the uh, the sticky stuff is. So, yeah. well, it, think- it's true. Well, you're able you're able to quantify it, and and I do agree with you. It's like the competitive balance. It's like zero just moves up. It's not right. that it's not like the sign stealing, the sign stealing thing. It's almost like concept versus practice, right? In concept, the uh, sign stealing uh, actually is is worse because it's disproportionately affecting the competitive balance. This team has a definitive advantage over the other. So, But in practice, it doesn't work that way because anyone who says it doesn't has never actually seen what a curveball looks like coming out of a pitcher's hand. I, I, I go back to my one experience in college baseball. I wore an 85 or 86 mile an hour fastball off of my shoulder and that was the end of it. So I challenge anyone to say that. Um, and there's there's other aspects to it too. Like you have to think that these, 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 these hitters come up and, you know, like Altuve allegedly didn't want it because he liked to react to the pitch. And so 
uh, you got to think about the cognitive process that's going on. If I mm-hmm. am waiting for the signal about what pitch is coming and then I'm thinking about uh, the, the pitch that, that it's, I think it's a curveball or a breaking ball, some breaking ball, you are kind of getting out of the zone, the focus of looking at the pitch and reacting to it. And so it, it some of the, the studies have shown that they actually found awful lot more balls and their power numbers were actually down because they were less aggressive at, at the plate, you know, and uh, so, you know, there's a lot of aspects to it. Again, it's nuanced. And so it's something that doesn't play very well. <laughs> it doesn't get you a lot of the likes and retweets. No, no, you know, Tony, no. I wonder too, how much of this plays into the tribalism, because for example, I wonder like sticky stuff, like Jim, you've made this point before everyone's using it. So if you, it's, you got to be careful because I like, for example, again, I'm an Atlanta fan. So I could sit here and turn to you and say, well, obviously, you know, Urquidy's using, you know, sticky stuff, but then you could turn to me and it could just as easily be like, well, you know, here's freed using some state. Like it's, there is no safe haven. There's no quarter for, for this. Whereas with the sign stealing scandal, it was pretty like there's, there's only one home base for this. It's like, Oh yeah, well it's clearly your team. Right. And And, and they were successful and, you know, things like that, their strikeouts went way down, but even that was predicted before they even started. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things that, that, that people could point to and say, aha, you know, look, that's, that's because they were stealing signs. When if you, again, if you look deeper, they, they changed the lineup. Um, They, focused on people that, that make contact and didn't strike out a lot. I mean, they're not striking out a lot this year. Yep. Um, and yeah, um, that, that brings the question is well, how are they cheating this year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, what are they doing? Where's, where's, the, well, where's the website that tells me how they're doing they, it? This right. Science, science stealing scandal cheating. too. They've actually implanted something in the, in the center of the earth and they changed the rotation <laughs> slightly. <laughs> See messing with spin rate. I told you messing with spin rate. That's, right. That's what they did with towels. Hill. They That's took right. It, they took it to the center of the earth. That's right. The, All um, right. so, so I, I kind of want to circle it back a little bit because with the, with the sticky stuff, it's a nameless enemy in that regard with the sign stealing thing. You were able to tangibly point to people. Now those people it pointed to, and Jim, this circles back a little bit also to your first question. The vitriol came towards the team. Now, I'm looking at guys like, say, Carlos Correa hitting free agency this year. Now, I get it. Team Front offices don't care. They want to win. Sure. I, I, I understand all of that. But I wonder how you think these core players, and fair or not, I'm going to put Altuve in that bucket too. Um, how do you think this is going to affect their career trajectories going forward are, are these guys like uh, basically like hey i gotta uh, like tag to houston forever now at a certain degree i think with certain uh, a certain portion of the fan base that's for sure i mean we saw uh springer get hit free agency this year and he, and he did pretty well mm-hmm. uh and um uh you know the reality is is that most of these players are good players and they weren't uh they were good players before this and they've been good players since and uh, uh and so i think it, I think with different players, it's going to be different. I think Correa might be more right. <laughs> he was kind he of was a quiet pretty, guy. He's yeah. an honest guy, and and Correa likes the kind of the the. Uh, he likes the, the villain. Uh, he likes to be the the sort of exactly. anti-hero. It's more of a wrestling yeah. attitude with him. You know, yeah. he's taking it on, and he's he's willing to accept it, and, and you know, and he loves the moment. You know, and uh, you know he um, he kind of relishes that. And Altuve, you know. 
my evidence, the data that I showed showed that he didn't participate. And I, I haven't seen any uh, evidence to show that he's done anything as far as the science ceiling goes. And actually the opposite where he was uh, really against it and all the players from what I've read, actually, in their uh, interviews with the commissioner, stated that. And, Corroborated uh, it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that whenever uh, they would accidentally bang, it's basically what Correa said, whenever they would accidentally bang uh, during his at-bats, he would get mad. And if you look at some of the videos, yeah, <laughs> when it, they're banging and, and when he's at-bat, he just glares at the, at the dugout and steps back and just is like, guys, you know, stop. Yeah. And I noticed that actually while I was – Logging it, it hit the bangs at his at bats were different than other at bats. So, uh, you know, I think the, the fact that he's actually become the biggest villain in this is actually one of the weirdest things about the whole thing. You know, yeah. Yeah, I would have expected Correa or somebody like that at Bregman because they're so kind of. Uh, I wonder if uh, they, if people sensed, for lack of a better word, I wonder if then Jim, maybe you can agree with this. I wonder if they, they sensed weakness. Like, as he seemed the most. He seemed the most mentally affected by this in an inward way. Like Correa wore it, like you said, like it's a good it's a good comparison. He wore it like a like a villain wrestler. Bregman was very defiant about it. Altuve seemed to kind of, and again, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but he mean, he kind of shrunk. He kind of like deflated a little bit. Jim, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean that's the feeling that you get, right? I mean, but yeah. it might have just been just his natural reaction to. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm not here to bury the rest of my teammates, but at the same time, I don't want all this to come down on me because I really didn't. I mean, this isn't. Well, if you actually thing, listen to right? what he said about all of this, and he was actually asked uh, after the, the the press conference at spring training last year, yep. um, he was asked about my data, and he said, "You know, I know what you're talking about, and I really, I'm not here to point the finger at you. You did it, and I." You know, you, you didn't, uh, you know, we we did this as a team. And, and if you even listen to what he said during that press conference, he didn't apologize for himself. He apologized for the team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the story I think that will eventually come out is that he didn't participate. He didn't like it. He didn't stop it, obviously, but that's a different level of, 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 of the, a, the AJ, the AJ <laughs> hinge factor there. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, but he decided he didn't want to, you know, basically say, you know, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. He just said, you know, we're a team and we have to take it as a team and I'll be out there in front for the team. And if you think about it, that's pretty admirable. And I think a lot of people would probably choose to have him as a teammate if they actually knew that, you know, and his reward was being (laughs) villainized. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what to me is, is, uh, I think his story actually will be told at some point and, uh, I think it's actually one of the more intriguing stories out of all this. The fact that, that, um, you know, he has become the biggest villain, even though he's probably the least willing participant in in all right. of it. And, and so. like the part of that story, I think that I'm going to like the most when it comes out, <laughs> is going to be seeing his road home splits from 2017 on that, <laughs> on that, on display during this, uh, yeah, when, yeah. when they do revisit right. it. Right. Because I mean, a 250 point difference plus uh, in OPS that year on the road versus being at home. He was a, right. a 834 OPS at home and a 1081 on the road. I mean, it was he was another beast that year. I remember tracking the numbers and uh, and doing a whole bunch of tweets on it because, I mean, right. he was he was basically pushing 400 uh, yeah. as a batting average all year. Right. It was ridiculous. Right, and most of that was was on the road. He, I mean, or not most of, but he did much better on on the road, and so. Uh, you know, all the data, uh, 
one of the gratifying things about what I did is that everything that's come out that is official has actually kind of validated the data. It, it, it or the data validates it. You know, um, even when the commissioner came out and talked about um, Farquhar and that incident, I saw that in the data. You know, that they stop at that particular point, that particular inning, and and mm-hmm. uh, and the, the uh, when Correa came out and talked about Altuve, you know, I had actually saw that that his at bats were different, and and I actually mentioned to a um, Mark Carrig at the Athletic that that was it seemed like they were mistakes, which is exactly what what like what Correa said, and so you know it all kind of uh, fits together, and that's been kind of one of the interesting things about seeing this is kind of having that story as I was you know yeah, looking it, at the data. It's a human story to go with it. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, you know. And it may never be told because Altuve is not one to really, I don't think he really cares, to be honest with you. I think he had some issues last year with his family and some, some personal um, uh, right. family members mm-hmm. uh, had passed away due to COVID. But uh, uh, so, I mean, you know, and it could be that, that the weight of all this was too much for him or he just didn't, didn't like it. But uh, uh, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough position and it really does bring out, uh, both the humanity of the reactions to it, because you, you had such a spectrum of reactions, and then yeah. you, and then it brings out the inhumanity of of what yeah. came down upon it. I, right. I don't, I don't sympathize. It's hard to say. I don't sympathize, it, it, but I do uh, feel bad. If that makes sense, right. and, and I'm probably I'm probably parsing words beyond what's necessary, but uh, it's it's a critical thing, and we could go on talking about it all night. Um, but Jim, unless you have any parting shots, I figured we would go to the, go to our next segment here. All these people are human. Treat them like that. You know, <laughs> right. treat, treat them like you treat Actually, you somebody treats you. It's just, uh, we make I, mistakes and we move along. I was looking at the, uh, uh, I forget, I'm sorry. I forget the, the player name, but he was the guy that had the perfect game and, and the, the umpire missed the last call. Oh, Galarraga. And it was the anniversary of that. And they had the video of when the next day when mm-hmm. uh, the umpire came out and Galarraga was out there. Jim Joyce, yeah. The, and it was basically his forgiving him for his mistake, you know. And, uh, you know, that's forgiving is one of the most powerful things you can do. Yeah. <laughs> that, and was, that. that was the next morning or afternoon. Right. I, yes, I remember that was it was the, very, it was a day game, I believe, behind a night game. Because he was right. working the plate the next day. He was working first base the night before. He rotated over to work the plate the next day. Right. I wrote a whole article on this. I got eviscerated on on on, on Reddit for, for my take on this. But I, I am 100% with you on that, Tony. It's, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a very, if you think that you were really robbed of something, you you're you're misconstruing how important this game really is. You are you are very much losing sight of how important all of this is in the grand scheme of things. And my hope is that this past year has maybe helped instill a little bit of that in us. But I digress. Uh, let, you know what we we we've been very in, in reflective here. We've been we've been very. But let, let's 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 uh, let's vent. Let's let's get something off our chest. 
And, and we this have time is, for that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of grievances. <laughs> let's let let's. This is a three part episode. This is a three part episode. This this will be like in in the. I'm the, taking over the the podcast. <laughs> this will end up on our clip show. Our next clip this is show. Episode Joe. one. <laughs> this is all right. Dramatic so about baseball rants. This is yeah. This is this is breaking up with baseball, right? Um, the the biggest thing is uh, we're, we're, this is a new segment that we're starting right now. It's called, what are we doing here? And this is just like, this, it is what it sounds like. What are we doing here? And, and Tony, you are the guest of honor. I want to ask you, just, just what, about, what about it here? What are we doing here? <laughs> um, what are we doing here? What ails you? What ails you? Just, just what are we doing here? Oh, boy. Um, Everybody knows my answer already. I know. I guess, you know, when we're talking about baseball, the fact that we've kind of lost that it, it's a sport and that we should just have fun with it. And, and that, you know, I, there's so much money in, in it now mm-hmm. that the cheating is just too tantalizing, I think, to players. Uh, you can go from making $3 million a year or you could be making $100 million over the next three years. Right. Uh, and that is just, I think that, that, you know, I think they still love the sport, but I think that that, that the uh, the money has probably made it um, too much of a business. It's become too, too commoditized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's a good one because I agree. It was like where that's part of that's the. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. That that's part of my thing too. Jim, what what are we doing here? <laughs> Magic runners in the X-ray. Uh, let's just skip past that one. I'll rant every week on that one. Um, now, how about, I mean, for me, I guess, uh, I came across one the other day. I had to hit somebody up that I, I rely on for getting really good information. And the reply back to me was like, shruggy shoulder on this. And I was like, did we ever establish what the playoffs are supposed to be looking like? What's the postseason supposed to look like in 2021, right? So, but what are we doing here? Right. And it's, uh, and, and I got, I got a shruggy shoulder back. Like, uh, I believe that we're just going with the 2019 system, but I don't ever recall anybody telling me that's exactly what's going on. And, uh, so I went and did a little bit of research and straight off of MLB.com, uh, at the beginning of May, um, is that they are looking at going to the 2019, but it hasn't been set in stone yet that there is still, uh, it's still, up for grabs. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't either. Right. I was like, it just it's, never felt like it ever got just locked into place that this is what the postseason looks like. And it still isn't even a MLB admits that uh, there's still room for negotiation there. Is anything set in stone with MLB these days? Yeah, that's true. With Manfred know, ball. Just driving me nuts is what they're doing. Right. <laughs> right. Set that right into stone. I mean, I, like, the game hardly looks like it used to. Tony, so, uh, Jim, Jim had a full head of hair when this season started. Like, <laughs> yeah, this, right? is, this is what's happening here. Yeah. I, I shaved the mullet off you know, <laughs> and, and, and went with just a regular old good looking haircut. Right. I was, I was doing great. And then all of a sudden here I am, I can't get anything bald as can be now. It's, it, it's infuriating. Uh, and, and, you know, and now I feel very, very great granular on on my what are we doing here but i got i gotta say i this is this has been bothering the hell out of me lately shifts guys what are we doing here like do you realize right now on this year we're on it's 32.5 percent of plate appearances it, it have a shift and 
I Mark Mark Simon, friend of the show, he's going to probably he's not going to be happy with this because I've always been pretty staunch, like yeah, you know, go where the data goes. My real thing, shifts are a sort of microcosm of the bigger thing. And Tony, it relates back to what you're saying. Baseball has lost sight of the fact that it is an entertainment product. We have narrowed the competitive edge to a pinpoint. And now the game, like we, we sit back and pontificate about, you know, there's more strikeouts than balls in play. There's this, there's that. We want to change the mount. We want to do this. We want to, and that's, and that's fine. I I'm all about adaptation, but everything is in the name of trying to fix a problem that was born out of negligence. And so now we are just like sitting here with no bumpers and the game is no longer an entertainment product. And I just wonder, what are we doing here? Are we? Is this not supposed to be fun? <laughs> and I'm going to go out on a limb here and think that, that MLB doesn't really think about the unintended consequences of some of their changes. <laughs> you know, like with the baseball this year, you know, they, they right. changed the baseball and they did not think about, you know, well. Well, it was the grab bag, and, right? It was supposed to be last year's baseballs and then like yeah, yeah. this year's baseballs. Yeah. And they were going to mix them all together because they right. overordered like it's a restaurant and you're trying to right. like sell yesterday's seafood. Like right. I don't. We have my my gripe, but with my my the gist of my water and shifts are the perfect example of this, I think, because we have we sit and we argue about, well, what are we? You know, the, nobody likes balls in play. Everything is a strikeout. If everybody's getting outs all the time, it's like, yeah, okay, man. I mean, that's cool. We've had five no hitters. Yeah, that's because a third of the time, if you're 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 putting eight fielders on one side of the field. And I'm not right. saying like, okay, go where the data goes. I'm down with that. But it's but there has to be some kind of guardrail here. It's almost like the pendulum. It used to be the Bill James and uh, you know these guys used to get laughed out of front offices. And now the pendulum has swung so far to the other side that yeah. it, we no longer have an entertainment product. We have a we have a business. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and a lot of it, you know, basically is just, you know, it's almost simulation for a lot of these data analytics people, yep. you know, it's, 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 uh, uh, you know, they, 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 they know the percentage of outcomes that are going to happen, you know, before they really happen, you can basically, you know, just kind of simulate it in a, in a computer, uh, which they, they have, uh, of course, it's not as obvious as there's always the, the, the X factors and all this stuff, but, uh, it, so I totally agree that, that, that it, it it's, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what you do about it because, you know, the data is there and, and um, you know, people are going to look at it and they're going to analyze it. And uh, uh, um, so that well, that well, I, I have ideas, but that's for episode two of our podcast. <laughs> grievances against baseball. Yes, podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think festering uh, grievances. <laughs> I think there needs to be a balance of old school and new school. Right. I, I think there's something still missing there. I know. Um, I know like Jeff Fry uh, with the She Gone Nation that's out there is very uh, adamant about basically him and many others that are former ballplayers that are basically in a way blacklisted from doing anything managerial or coaching wise in baseball because they're not analytical based, right? Yet these were major league baseball players, which there was only 20,000 of them ever. Right. Right. So um, it's, and they're frustrated because they know that the answer isn't wholly what they believe, but 
we all know it shouldn't just all be analytics either, right? That there's got to be some sort of balance in there that could also bring back some sort of a product that's on the field that's right. more entertaining versus and, uh, low and, contact rates. And I also wonder, you know, like with the shift, how, if there's like just a delay in, in the, the hitters being able to adjust to that, you know, and, and, you know, as they start to call out more people, people that can hit to the opposite, you know, field instead of just, pulling the ball and trying to hit home. Yeah, but time. but to, you know what? And the, that's a valid point because I, I hear that a lot. And I think to myself, well, you know what? If I'm a um, if I'm, armor, I'm an arbitration level player, the, the, for me, the whole hitting the ball the other way thing, I, I can't buy into that. And because, see, teams, what they're doing is they're going to the arbitration hearings next year. And they're saying, oh, well, wait a second. Uh, he didn't hit as many home runs. He didn't hit as many, uh, and anyone who says it's easy to hit the ball the other way, the only guy who says that is Jeff Fry, and I'm not, and I'm just, I'm just not buying that. Um, Lose the sicky stuff, it'll get easier. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that they're not paying. They they don't bring players no, no, up. They nowadays. don't reward that. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't do them. They don't bring them up nowadays. They don't yeah. manufacture. I'm sorry I, to use this term, but they don't manufacture ball players. They don't draft. The Yankees did not bring in Jason Dominguez to hit the ball the other way. Have you seen this guy? He's not get, hitting anything. He's not coming up to slap the ball the other way. This motherfucker showed up to hit dongs. And yes. if you say otherwise, I don't buy it. They didn't put a 314-foot porch in Yankee Stadium so you could hit it the other way. That dude was bouncing at the clubs when he was 14, man. I mean, <laughs> good God. He looked ridiculous at, at, what, is he 19 still? Yeah, they're yeah. specimens. And so, like, that's what gets me about it, is that I, I don't disagree in principle. Okay, like, that's right. Hit him where they ain't, right? But at yep. the same time, like, I'm not, you're not, you didn't just come up through the minor leagues on peanut butter and jelly to hit the ball the other way. You know, I, and and hit I ham totally sandwiches understand. where you know you could be eating filet mignon if you just yank the ball over into the chop house. Um, that's that's what the money's too. at. That's yeah, right. That's uh, right. Is that, that's what they're not getting. They're not getting. And so you, for me, you want to hit the ball the other way. It's a. It, the, you'll see a lot of hitting the ball the other way after this CBA if they actually do something about arbitration and they do something about how players get paid. I'm not optimistic, but such is life. <laughs> I had the idea that just pay people by with the war. You just have her just, you know, if you got, third, you know, three war that year, just pay them, you know, what, $21 million, whatever the war is. War right, is exactly. Fangraphs fan will become almighty. <laughs> exactly. It, just have a baseline, you know, and then just pay them for what they produce. It's a, it's a painfully objective. It would be interesting <laughs> to have that sort of overhaul there, but but you see, that's that's what ails me. That's that's yeah. what what are we doing here? Is this an entertainment product or not? So yeah. So Jim, yeah. Jim, what do you what do you what are your parting thoughts? I, I want more bunting. I mean, <laughs> look what we got today. I mean, we had a bunt that turned into a triple play today in in Minnesota, right? So uh, now I, I I don't know. I mean, I I think I. I reflect back to i think we were talking with uh I believe it was max greenfield um mm -hmm. yeah about uh things to change to try to make the game a little bit better right and to me i still lean to push the fences out put some more balls in play and get some more people running around the bases and uh and it'll be a better product to watch um you know it's uh it's just really dry right now because of 
no contact. I mean, he just walks and strikeouts. And then when the ball does get hit, it's just either a deep fly ball or it's over the fence, right? It's hardly a grounder to even be made. So yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to everything. All I I grew up watching the Astros, you know, in the Astrodome and and that was a lot of ground balls going through the gap and, and a lot of triples and doubles and, Oh yeah. All that, all those turf hits. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love that. Like for me being a Yankee fan, we haven't had that. Right. I mean, it's, it's short porch to right. And let's be honest, left field's not much of a porch either. (laughs) It's pretty short over there too. So it's hard to get a triple in that stadium, which is an exciting play to me. Right. I love triples, but you can't get any in that stadium unless something goes wrong. Uh, At one point, uh, Martin Maldonado had more triples than the Yankees did. Yeah. It was like a month into the season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he Maldonado. had one and they had zero. Yeah. Marquette. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, Tyler Flowers, the, the triples machine out tripled the Yankees. It's, it's really, it, it just boils down to the whole thing. If I wanted to watch, swings and misses all day long. I could watch highlights of my pre-marriage dating life. I don't need to watch, you know, the thing I escaped to for that. So, um, put me at the plate. I, yeah, yeah. You know what? I me, Jim, you, me, Tony, we, we, this is a pretty killer outfield right here. Like, you know, we could play it. We could make the Orioles. We could make the Orioles guys. Of course we could. Come on. They, Santander ain't got shit on me. Here, here's a few people that have more triples than the Yankees so far this year. Uh, David Peralta. Uh, oh, uh, Akil Noted Badu. wheels. Akil Badu's got more. Uh, here's somebody. I mean, I've got to click on the name because I don't know the name. Garrett Hampson. Yeah. Has, Garrett Hampson has twice as many triples this year as the Yankees do. Didn't even know he played Major League Baseball. <laughs> uh, Nick Madrigal does. Ozzy Albies does. Uh, Adam Frazier does. Another person that I don't know their first name. Uh, Mullins. Cedric Otani's Mullins. got more. I mean, a pitcher. Otani. Right, he's got more triples. Yeah, than, that's than the totally Yankees the litmus do. we're going to use. Just your typical pitcher. <laughs> There's 13 players currently in Major League Baseball with more triples than the Yankees, and if you extend it out, there's 52 players that have at least as many triples as the Yankees. Well, if they year. could just run the bases better. You know? Yeah, yeah, see? Right. there you go. <laughs> Oh, shots fired. I love it. Yeah. yeah. uh, And then the the team that's only got two triples also is tied for dead last and stolen bases this year. The team is almost unwatchable. Yeah. It's uh, Jim. We don't like, come on, man. We're like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We're trying to, we're trying to, I'm trying to wrap up the show gracefully and you're dropping Yankees woes on us. Is there not like 15 podcasts that can cover this? It's I'm loving it, so let's keep on going. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad year, and I'm sure Astros guys loving it. Yeah, right. right? And everybody else too, I guess. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I think, I think I'm having, I think we're having probably the roughest year. So I don't, I don't want to hear it from True from too. either of you. I and, and mostly because of stupid people, but such is life. Well. Yeah. Speaking not my fault. You're a Braves fan. It's it's and it's really nobody's fault. It was good for a while. It's it's a lot like a lot of things. It was gold while it lasted, and now it's just weird. <laughs> it felt good. Now it's just weird. Yeah. Tony, thank you so much for your time, man. I that super appreciate you coming on. And yeah. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. I mean, for the data and for coming in here and and, and putting up with us. Uh, no, no, yeah. been, I, been I know one less. of them. I know the first one was really hard to do, but I'm guessing this last <laughs> well, one. Well, no, this seems like 60 hours worth of work. Yeah, right. <laughs>